Well, I'd like to focus this morning on our first uh, reading from the book of Job. I remember it was many years ago, there was a season of my life where I read through Job, I don't know how many times, I probably went through it 20 plus times over and over again trying to understand it. Found it to be a very difficult book, but one that rewarded you very very much if you put the effort into it to try to understand it, because it deals with the central problem that really baffles everybody, and that is the problem of evil. Where does evil come from? Okay, if God is all good and if he's all powerful, where, how does, how does the existence of evil in the world, um, tabulate or, you know, be, how is that compatible with what we know about God? And Job deals with that problem in a very, uh, extensive fashion. So it's a, it's a beautiful book. It's very profound. Uh, one of the, I'm, I can't answer that question for you. I'm sorry. You know, completely and totally because it's a big question. There's a lot to say about it. But, uh, one component of the problem of evil is the existence of the devil. Okay. And we see the book of Job as one of the main sort of sources in the Bible where we learn about the devil. Now, Revelation is progressive. So the further you back, the further back you go in history, uh, when God would reveal something to mankind, it would be he would reveal these truths, but it was kind of an incomplete revelation, and then revelation became more full and more full and more full and more full as time goes on, and then it reached its culmination when Christ himself came, and that was the fullness of revelation. So before Jesus, revelation was there, but it was kind of incomplete, and our ancient forebears, uh, before the birth of Christ, there were a lot of questions that they didn't really know the answers to. And one was they understood the devil, but they didn't really fully understand what he was about, where he came from, so forth and so on. Oftentimes in the Old Testament especially, the devil is spoken about through symbolism and metaphor. And that's what we're, we see going on here uh, with Job. We have another, uh, our prayer that we're all familiar with, the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, talks about the the. the uh, Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world seeking the ruin of souls. That metaphor there is like the devil's like a wild animal, right? But it actually goes back to this passage where God says to the devil, where have you come from? He says, I've gone, I'm, in our translation says, I've been patrolling the earth, which is kind of interesting. It's a different metaphor. So you've got all these different mixed metaphors going on. In our St. Michael prayer, the devil is likened to like an animal, and the devils are like animals, okay? And that comes from the, the, uh, book, the letter of, uh, first Peter, where Peter says that the, be aware of the devil because he's like a prowling lion, prowling about, seeking those whom he may devour, okay? And then we also use the, defend us in battle, we pray to St. Michael. So now we've got the battle metaphor. So we've got all these metaphors going on. Uh, but what's the truth of the matter? Literally, what's going on? Um, that's a question. One more metaphor here. In the book of Job, the metaphor that's used is the metaphor of a court. And the devil is an old-fashioned, ancient prosecutor. Okay, and that's how he's envisioned here in this text. First of all, we got to understand this is symbolic language. It's, we picture... A throne room with God as a king sitting on a throne and his servants, the angels, come before him and one of those servants seems to be the devil, okay, or Satan. And, okay, so God is, you can't locate God in a particular place. There's not a, there's not a big chair up in the sky where God is seated and the angels come. It's, it's all symbolism and our ancient Catholic 
uh, interpreters would affirm that, that kind of symbolism. And so today the way it works is that a private citizen accuses another private citizen and brings a lawsuit against them. But in ancient, uh, in the ancient, uh, kingdoms, sometimes what would happen is the king himself had a, a guy that actually went out looking for crimes. And so you could be dragged into court and prosecuted by the state. And it wasn't a lawsuit that was brought against you by a private citizen. And that's where the whole, and the Romans followed this and this, and we, we think of the idea of the Inquisition. That's basically what the Inquisition is. The Inquisition is following that ancient pattern and medieval and Roman pattern going all the way back to the uh, ancient Near Eastern um, civilizations and whatnot. So the devil, metaphorically, is portrayed as this guy. He's like a prosecuting attorney. His job is to go out and to find the bad guys. And he's going to go back to God and he's going to report on them. Okay? Now what's interesting is the conversation is uh, initiated by God, not by the devil, because the devil can't find, he's, he can't dig up any dirt on, on Job because he's a righteous dude. And so God starts the conversation. All right? And it's it's really it's it could be and should be really kind of amusing and interesting and puzzling and it should make us think. The reality of it is, and we would come to know this later on in the course of Revelation, that the devil is a fallen angel. Okay, and he prowls through the world, and what he does is he tempts people. He wants to get them to commit a sin. He doesn't fully know us like God knows us from the inside out. He observes us. He's a master psychologist. He tries to find our weak spots and he says, okay, hmm, how am I going to get this person? Let me do this. Let me suggest this thought to him. Let me cause this image and uh, you know, imagination to pass through that person's mind and maybe it will cause him to do this or so forth and so on. So it, that the devil is trying to draw our will towards sin and away from God. And he does it by uh, basically playing with our senses and creating a world full of temptations. He's done a good job with that one, right? Especially with social media uh, and whatnot. He's created a whole world full of lots of sensory and sensual temptations. Tons of it. And uh, he's got us fighting each other and angry at each other. He's done a pretty good job. He's pretty good. So that's the reality of it. Now, going back to that metaphor of the court, what do we learn Okay, why this, why this elaborate metaphor instead of just telling us the straight truth? Well, a few things that we learned. First of all, our life is a trial. We're on trial. And as it were, there's a conversation taking place between God and the devil. God wants, is proud of us and he wants to, he wants us to succeed. And he allows the temptations in our life so that we, so that our goodness can actually come out. Because goodness that's not tested is not really goodness. All right? So he permits this to take place so that we can grow spiritually so that we can merit eternal life. The other thing that we learn big time, and the main main thing, is that the devil is not an equal partner with God. God uses the devil for his own ends. God is the king. He's on his throne. And the devil is, as it were, a servant of God, meaning God's in charge. The devil's not this equal power. We don't have to fear him. He only has as much uh, sway in the world and in our individual lives as God permits. And God permits that because he foresees a greater good coming out of that uh, temptation. 
So that's that's really one of the main things that we learn, that God is in control. That's in big contrast to, uh, for example, the ancient religion of Zoroastrianism that's talked about good and evil as two supreme equal powers. You had this good God, and then you had this evil God, and they were at war with each other. All right, And so the Bible, the Old Testament, is written in, in contradistinction to that, very, very explicitly. It's saying, no, there's only one supreme power, and that's God, and evil comes about through the activity of this wily character we call the devil. Hasatan, by the way, Satan is is a Hebrew phrase, Hasatan, which means the accuser or the prosecutor. Okay, so that's where we get the word Satan from. Um, so, but the point is, is that we're, life is a trial. We are the ones on trial. The jury's still out. Okay, we have to be very vigilant, but. God is in control, and he doesn't allow any bad thing to happen to us or any temptation uh, to happen to us unless he foresees a greater good coming out of that, and that is our own spiritual growth, our vindication, and our, our merit. So that's, that's one of the things, a few of the things that we learned from the book of Job this morning. Very, very important for us.